put the world on it. You've done it. You've opened your eyes. You've seen the light. Come join us and yes. how great it is to be a woman, but also terrible, but also great. <laughs> <laughs> Spinnerbait, the podcast where we hate Spinnerbait, but we love Karen Stock. Maybe the first Karen in history that is cool. So, yeah. hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, Karen. 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 Real MVP. I love her. I, I love her. I love that entire family, except for Jake. Jake can go stuff on a Lego, but everyone else is cool. They're chill. Um, but hi, everyone. It's me, Bethany. I'm with Michael Ann. We're thriving. Michael, how much are you thriving this week on a scale of one to 10? <laughs> I would say like a 12. Just kidding. Wow. I'm yes. Not I I thriving. It. Thriving. That much. I mean, I'm doing okay. I, well, very exciting news. I found out today that the Lauren Graham is doing a little book tour and she's coming to oh, yes. Charleston. Nobody ever comes exciting. to Charleston. Of the, yeah, of all the places. Like, right on. She knows what's up. She's like, yes. Southern hospitality. Let's go. Yeah, she understands that I am here and that I need her to be there. She's mm-hmm. also going to Boston. So I was like, she just knows, like, that I your people. had to be she there. She knows so your people. Yes. I bought as close to the front as I could get without uh, buying, like, the VIP meet and greet tickets because I don't have $200, you know? Ain't that the truth? Who does in this day and age? Who does? Seriously. But Seriously. that is very exciting. I also would like everyone to know that Michael Ann has now sent me things twice this week. Once a Snapchat, now a text. <laughs> that was not meant for me. And so at first I'm like, no. Nope. Hmm. And then I'm like, oh. And she's like, oh, crap, <laughs> wrong person. So I, I, I'm glad that I'm just always on your minds and you're thinking yes. about me. You want to send me things even when you don't mean to send me things. But one of them yeah. was about Ticketmaster. And so I was like, I don't know what she's doing on Ticketmaster, but it must be something. And then I checked your Instagram story and I was like, Lauren Graham. Okay. I've put that together yep. now. <laughs> yep. I'm very excited. I was like, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to spring for the VIP meet and greet because how expensive could it really be? And then it was $178 before taxes. And I was like, okay, no. So much more expensive than you thought. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's fair. <laughs> I also need to alert, alert, alert the media. My mm. friend, Casey, my mm. best friend, is dating a guy from Wilmington. Yes. North Carolina? S- oh, my God. We love. Yes. We stand. Yes. <laughs> and so I said, okay, has he ever seen One Tree Hill filming? And she was like, I will ask him next time I see him. So today she saw him and... I'm sad to say he never saw them filming, but he did go like in the houses and the sets. Mm. Respect. We stand him then. We stand him. 
We wow, do. what a legend. Is like, did he live there at the time or is it like he's recently moved? How much do we know about this guy? Like, let's write this down. Because maybe he didn't live there he, when they were filming it still, you know? I don't know. No, he he's from there. So he grew like, up born there. And raised. So then, yeah, he yes. would have been there, obviously, when it was being filmed then. Oh, my God. Did he go to Laney High yes. School? I'm just kidding. There's a million high schools in Wilmington. I'm certain that's not the one he went to. But what if he did? <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to investigate that. <laughs> I, I'm going to be like, what high school did you go to? What did you go to? Alrighty. Mm. It is time. Let us recap before we dive in. We're doing oh two God. chapters tonight. <laughs> I broke my I head. literally, I don't know why, y'all, but the thought of recapping is so daunting on my ADHD brain that I'm like, fuck. I like block it out every single time. Okay. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Auden and Eli have started dating, kind of. Uh, they haven't, like, smooched or, like, made it official, but he came to the hot dog party because she was there, and they got in a food fight, and then they had this moment where they were staring at each other, and it was, like, very yeah. tense, very sexually tense. Yeah. there was Romantically tension. tense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um... Now they're just, they're kind of doing that, you know, Heidi is struggling. Dad finished his book, still a douchebag. Uh, she's starting to hang out with the girls a little bit more and mom sucks. And Hollis is home. And Hollis is home. Yes, Hollis is home. Hollis is home. These are, these are the yeah. big things. Yes. Those are, that was, see, yeah. you were, you, that was beautiful. That I was beautiful. It. You did it. I'm really proud it. of you. That was great. That was great work. <laughs> also, if you're here for the sex trafficking, you have to wait until Thursday. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to keep it really light and it. super fluffy this Thursday. Y'all come back. We're going to have a good time. Michael and I are discussing certain things we want to discuss, and it's good. So get excited. And we might be discussing some news that dropped today. Yes. About Sophie Turner yeah. and Joe Jonas. A little tease for y'all. If you thought we were done talking about that divorce, you're wrong. Because there's a new little things, new little tidbits coming mm-hmm. out. And oh, I'm ready. I'm ready mm-hmm. to like dive into that. Like it's a charcuterie board or something. Like y'all oh, are yeah. prepared. How yeah, like it's the Taylor Swift stage. Yeah. Like straight up. I've been telling us the Taylor Swift stage. <laughs> it's a happening. Y'all just wait. But so yeah, come come back on Thursday. Come come hang out with us. Um, until then, we are discussing chapters ten and eleven today. And I gotta say, yes. when I finish chapter eleven, so I don't read ahead. Well, I, Michael, you don't read ahead either, do you? Because we like to, no. yeah. Because it would confuse us. We get confused easily. So we always yeah. read just the yeah. assigned chapters. But there are some weeks that I'm like, okay, I finished assigned chapter. That was good. Can't discuss. And then there are other weeks where I'm like. I really wish I could read. I know how this book ends. And yet I still, when I finished chapter 11, was like, ah, oh, we're like, we're getting to that good meaty part where she's like seeing the world differently and changing and character growth. And I just like want mm-hmm. to keep reading. So I can't wait to dive back yes. in next week, basically, is, is what I'm saying here. But yeah, Same. let's start off here with chapter 10 today. Chapter 10. Chapter 10 yeah. So we are at Clementine's. Um, 
Maggie is helping some woman decide which which type of gene fits her the best, which type of gene makes her butt look the best. Very relatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shopping experience. We find out that Esther's car is dead. Her name was Hildy, and it's very sad because yeah. it was it was uh, very important to them in their high school years. Yes, and she she one time like died on them on the way to the world of waffles and the world of waffles is very important to us. So instantly this car has meaning to me. Yes. Oh, I love the world of waffles. Um, so then she's uh, talking about how she needs a new car and Maggie and Autumn both suggest like a loan and she's like I don't want to be in more debt which like girl welcome to <laughs> being a millennial like honestly yeah. just get get used to it um, these are the cards you were dealt unfortunately my friend so then Esther says well I'm just going to cash the savings bond my grandparents gave me Maggie's like that's really not a good idea um Auden like automatically assumes that Maggie doesn't know what she's talking about and she's like more loans mean less money and uh or like she's gonna owe more if she takes out a loan and then Maggie like basically just schools her it's like she's like but a car is a consumable item not an asset Esther's not investing the money she puts into it because it will automatically begin to depreciate so while it's tempting to liquidate her savings and cash in the bonds a better bet is probably to take advantage of the rate you can get from the local credit union on a loan. And yeah. Auden's just like, oh, you can be smart and know different styles of jeans. I know. it's This is a what? real mind-blowing moment for her. And I like that she already knows that Maggie got into DeFreeze. She has heard Maggie like yeah. school people on literature. And yet still, like this is really finally her light bulb moment where she's like, wait a minute you can you can do both what crazy i was like yeah yeah welcome to being a woman you can be so many things which maggie kind of talks about she talks about her her mom you know didn't it wasn't really impressed by the fact that she wanted to go ride bikes and stuff and so she's like why can't i do both who said you have to be either smart or pretty or into girly stuff or sports life shouldn't be about the either or we're capable of more than that you know and if that isn't what i've been ranting about for the last <laughs> month on this podcast, literally summed up into two literally. beautiful sentences i don't know what is but yes why why can't you do both? Again, we are a proud podcast that supports liking Taylor Swift and college football. You can do both. <laughs> you can do both. It's it's uh, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. Also, she says here, I don't know if you said this because my fucking mic unplugged, but she says here that like Auden says she hadn't seen Maggie be multifaceted, basically. Yeah, and it's like you have. And I'm like Bitch, are you blind? Yeah. Like, yes, you have. Like, what? Everything Maggie does has basically mm. impressed her except for being knowledgeable in fashion, which I find impressive personally. But it's like her Me first too. judgment of her, she can't look past. I'm like, every time she does something, it impresses. Like, you have seen her. You have seen her be a badass biker chick. You have seen her, you know, school your dad on your sister's name. Like, she knows her shit clearly. And yet she's like, wow, I didn't know she could be able to- are we do we know the same maggie audit because i've seen her be multifaceted mm-hmm. this right 
you keep freezing and I keep unplugging my mic. And life is just a struggle. We're doing great so far. Yeah. She says here, I sat there for a minute in that pink and orange room thinking about what impressed my mom and that either or I'd been stuck in for so long. Maybe it was true. And being a girl could be more about interest rates and skinny jeans, riding bikes and wearing pink. Not about any one thing, but everything. Yes. Yes. Welcome to the world, Auden. The Welcome world, Auden. You've done it. You've opened your eyes. You've seen the light. Come join us and yes. how great it is to be a woman, but also terrible, but also great. <laughs> <laughs> but also terrible. Also terrible. It's terrible here. It's so bad. <laughs> it's really, the, it's not great a lot of the times. Again, not, like, I love being a woman and I love being a multifaceted woman, but I hate the way society treats us as women. <laughs> Yeah, so it's exactly. Constantly, every day, being like, "Well, they're taking away yeah. my rights today." But yeah, but I did get this yeah. dress, so and I bought this Taylor Swift right. title. <laughs> so all right, like it's like, oh, cool. Better. <laughs> I don't understand why life can't just like why doesn't everybody want everybody else to be happy yeah i can't like why don't we want life to be good yeah it just doesn't make any sense and like why is life being good for someone else automatically mean you're getting less it's like no i never look at someone else's success or their happiness and go well that sucks for me (laughs) has nothing to do with right (laughs) right like get over yourself yeah get over yourself you're not that important sorry to say no everyone you're just not and the grand scheme of life like go look at the grand canyon and you're just like shit i'm nothing (laughs) yeah look at the fucking night sky nothing yeah you're just like yeah nothing i'm absolutely nothing i'm like this tiny tiny little speck and i'm just like trying to get by and like live my life as happy as i possibly can at this very very unimportant thing and people are like always trying to bring me down. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. It. It's like, why? It's, cool. I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't like this freaking, okay, we're going way off topic, but the freaking writer and actor strike has been going on for way too long because yeah. these greedy ass billionaires won't yes. pay people the right, like what they're worth. It's just like, it's just like, why don't you want, oh my fucking. Okay. It's like, why don't you just want everyone to thrive? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I just, I agree. But yes, not to carry on this tangent for too much longer because Dessen, Dessen, baby. But I listened to the 5 4 podcast (laughs) on occasion. And I've gone back into it because now that I have drives again, like back and forth to Gainesville. So I'm like, gotta find something to listen to. And they did the episode on the uh, affirmative action being overturned. And it just got my blood boiling. Again, I'm like, I just don't mm. know why you don't want to mm. see people succeed. And it's just, oh, the responses the, the majority gave were just bullshit. I'm going to go ahead and say bullshit. And it angered me. And um, 
But you know what really helps you stay awake on and drive? Being angry. Yes. So I'd like to thank the Supreme Court for the solid oh, yeah. of that. So thank you, old white men. Although I'd rather stay awake on a drive because I'm like overjoyed with happiness. Yeah, overjoyed with just how great life is for everyone. But they just won't let me have it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Anyways. No. Over the next couple of weeks. Anyway. Talk <laughs> to the perfect routine, right? <laughs> the Supreme Court sucks. But here, Eli and Auden's love is blossoming and we love it. Okay. Okay. Exactly. So, and Colby, everything's good. Yeah, and Colby, everything's good. It's fine. So she says mornings were for sleep, evenings were for works, and her nights were for Eli. Um, so she says she doesn't have to, like, pretend anymore. She doesn't have to make it seem like she's, like, oh, bumping into him accidentally. She just straight up goes up to him and is like, yo, we doing this? And this next little bit is just the cutest damn thing I've ever read with my own two eyes. And it's about them going to Tally Ho. Mm-hmm. Which is Leah's favorite club. And they are going in to knock off another thing off of Auden's quest, which is to go to a club. Because Eli basically is like, this is just something you have to do. Sorry, it's it's I don't make the rules. <laughs> he kind of is, but you yeah. know what I mean. But he's like, this is, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I don't have an ID. And he's like, it's fine. Don't even worry about it. So they go up. And of course, the first thing the bouncer asks is for ID. And so Eli pulls out his license and he's just like dismissively like, oh, yeah, she forgot hers. And he's like, I'll vouch for her, which like I love how he thinks that's a thing. So the bouncer is like, yeah, no ID, no entrance. Sorry. Like, no, I don't care what you're saying. No. So finally, Eli says, all right, what if it's for a quest? And so the guy's like, what? And he's like, well, you know, in high school, she's never done anything. So we're just trying to make up for some lost time. And the bouncer's like, tally-ho is on the list. And he's like, well, going to a club. Right. So Eli explains, like, we're not trying to stay for long. We're certainly not trying to drink. Let me take my friend, a.k.a. my lover, my girl, my wannabe girlfriend. But we're not. Okay, like, let's go for it. And it's just really adorable. Like, I don't know. The way he kind of just, I don't know, gets makes this happen for her. So she goes in and she is yeah. immediately like mind effing blown. Like, this is great. What a time. Mm-hmm. She says, this is crazy. And he's like, you, you know, I haven't even seen anything yet. So by the time they get to the dance floor, they're saying last dance. And she says that, like, you know, this kind of like upbeat song turns into more of like grand in people music. <laughs> and so she's out there <laughs> on the dance floor with Eli, right? And the mood is set, y'all. Okay. The mood is set. Mm-hmm. And... So she says, you know, like, this is insane. And he says, yeah, but it's worth doing once, but only once. And then she says, I smiled. And then in the middle of Tally Ho, in the middle of the night, in the middle of everything, Eli kissed me. It was not at all how I'd imagine it happening, and yet totally perfect anyway. Stop. Stop right now. He gets to the club. There they are, middle of the dance floor. And they have this beautiful moment. Precious precious yes that is absolutely the cutest shit i've ever i've ever read i mean dustin has a lot of cute shit though i will say but this is so cute yeah that's true but this is some cute shit yeah this goes up on my top five cute shit i mean so far we have in case anyone's wondering if you're keeping count on what's on my top five (laughs) just kidding we have 
Stacey? <laughs> Stacey? Can you please make an Excel sheet of this, Stacey? Okay, people need to know. My top five. I don't know if I actually have a full five off the top of my head. But obviously, y'all know I'm a sucker for the last couple pages of the Slalabar when she's all like, the song written by a man who knew me not at all, now sung by the man who knows me best. And you can quote me. I'm pretty sure that's the direct quote because that is how many sure times I've read it because I eat that shit up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Love that line so much. <laughs> Adorable. Number two, obviously, is me- is Messi. I almost like made their names Wes and Macy in one. Is Macy going after Wes and being all like, you know, what's the one thing you do if you could do anything? And she's all like this and she kisses him. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. That's adorable. We love that. Number three is this moment. I'm also a sucker for Annabelle going like and just like yelling at Owen and is like, what is on this CD? And just listen. Cute. That's some cute shit. Those are all my favorite things. And also just like everything about Morgan and Isabel's friendship yeah. is adorable. Yeah. Thank you. Chick Knights. We love them. All right. Yes. That's my top five. I got, I don't know. It's, it's ever growing. There's still more to come. Yes. Oh, I also really like when obviously in Lock and Key, when Ruby gives Nate the key necklace, you know I'm a sucker for that as well. Okay, that's okay. my big top five. <laughs> I really like all of the Jamie trying to give them a childhood thing, too. I, it's, Stop! Melt my heart! The koi, koi fish are like never the same cute. to me now because of that sweet, sweet man. Love. We stand. Yes. Wow. Guys, I just got really we stand. excited. <laughs> okay. We stand a cutie. I'm going to take it down. I'm going to take it down. I'm not <laughs> We need to get back into this book. Okay. But yeah, cute. That is just really cute stuff. And we love it. So yep. what a way to start the day. Because technically, then, you know, obviously it's night when that happens. And she's like, wow, what a great, what a great day. <laughs> and then the day it it takes a turn. Boy, the day takes it. a turn. She wakes up around noon to her dad excitedly being like, Hell yeah, I'll do this. Hell yeah. Woo. And she goes down to the kitchen and basically her dad is saying, hey, I'm going to go jump on a plane today and leave for two days. And Heidi's like, what do you mean? Like, that's kind of short notice. And he's like, well, it doesn't really matter. Like, I booked this flight. I'm going. And Heidi's just like about to lose it. She's like, what? So then she's like, I would really rather you didn't go like the baby's been really fuzzy. I'm exhausted. Like, can't you do this another time? And he basically like throws a little temper tantrum and is like, oh, what? I'll just tell him I'll go to the next gala. I'm sure they happen all the time. Like a little baby back bitch. Um, yeah. Dude, you didn't know about this until like two hours ago. And now you're acting like it's the end all be all of your right. life. Right. No, no, no. So, um, uh, Auden goes back up to her room, and by the time she comes back out, her dad is leaving. Like, he won. Yep. Shocker of shocks. Our guy, Rob, has won this battle. Mm-hmm. Seems to win a lot of them. Surprise. Doesn't seem very fair to me. Surprise. Auden's like, I don't want to help her. I'm sick of helping her all the time. I just, I'm just going to go to work, live my life. So she gets to work, and there's a question Maggie has for um, Heidi. She calls Heidi, and Maggie's like, Heidi was, like, crying. Like, she sounds really upset. So Auden pretty much goes right back home. Yep. And 
Heidi's having like a full blown like meltdown. She's like just sobbing relentlessly on the couch. She's sitting in the dark. When she when Auden takes the baby, she just like curls up onto her side and continues to sob. And Auden's just like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I supposed to do right now? And basically what she does is she calls Eli and she's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, I do. And then he brings his mom over. Karen Stock. Oh, Karen. Oh, my God. We love Karen so much. We love Karen so much. And can I just say, like, Heidi needs this so much. They've mentioned before that, like, her mom has passed away. Yes. And she just, like, needs a mother figure because you don't – like, everything you know about being a mom is from your mom. And, like, so many people do, like, if they have a baby and their mom comes over and, like, when you're a fresh mom, you know, your mom comes over. And, like, like, everything I know about babies is from, like, watching my mom and my sisters like being Mm -hmm. around my nieces and nephews being around babies like I say things about babies sometimes and people are like wow you really know your shit like do you have kids and I'm like no but a I'm observant but but, like I just you know what I mean like having seen my sisters have fresh babies as Michael Ann likes to call them and (laughs) seeing my mom like teach them how to do things and things they picked up and whatever and it's like Heidi doesn't have that you know she doesn't have someone like basically Karen comes over and teaches her how to swaddle a baby and it like that seems so the point I was trying to make before my internet absolutely sucked was basically Karen comes over and is like, you need a hug, you need some sleep, and you need to swaddle this baby. It's going to change your life. And again, swaddling a baby seems like a very obvious thing, but you, you don't know until you know. Like the internet yeah. is not what it is today. Like she's not going on TikTok or YouTube and looking up tutorials. Like, yes, YouTube tor- tutorials existed, but like not the way that they do now where everyone's like, I don't know, I can probably Google it and there'll be a YouTube video for it, you know? So this is, you know, there were books, obviously, but it's like there are certain things you just learn from being around, you know, the older generation teaching you how to do it. And um, and this is one of those things. And yeah, just I don't know. It's just such a sweet scene and it's so needed. Like I was just so happy that like Heidi had someone in her corner and had support. Yeah, for once. Yeah, for once. Exactly. Yeah, I love also love that Eli is the one who swaddles the baby because he knows yes! how to do it and it's so cute. I love how good he is with babies. It's adorable. It's really adorable. Yeah, so then um Eli's mom is like, You have to go home, sir. You have to work in the morning. And so Auden walks him out and she's like, Oh, your mom doesn't know about your your nocturnal habits, and he's like, No. And then they give each other a little smooch. This oh my goodness! Secret lovers. That's so what they cute. Are. <laughs> it's just so cute. Chapter eleven. Woo! We did it. Look at us. This is when Hollis comes to visit. So we get a phone call from mom. Mom is like, "I have to warn you. She's terrible. She's so cold." Um, she's gonna take everything that makes Hollis special and and take it out of his life, and she's horrible and blah blah blah. And of course, we're talking about Hollis's girlfriend, yeah, Lauren, Lauren, who Laura, Laura, yeah. And it's like she's so cold. She's this terrible person. I'm like, she's you? Are you referring to yourself? Because it yeah, sounds literally. like you're referring to yourself, literally, like literally. So. Then we find out that um, 
Mrs. Stock has been dropping by a couple times to make sure that Heidi is supported and she needs, you know, making sure that Heidi's okay, which we love. We just love that. We support women supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, that's like the easiest thing to do. Mm -hmm. So, so then Laura and Hollis pull up and Heidi is like, oh my God, Laura looks exactly like your mother. (laughs) And she is basically their mother, but science instead of humanities. Yep, exactly. She, like, is very stoic. She's very serious. She wears all black. Hollis is still, like, his crazy self. He's like, this is my fiancé. And Laura's like, he's – we're not really (laughs) engaged. Like, he's just confident. He's like – She's like, I keep telling Hollis that marriage is serious. You can't just jump into it like an airplane. And Hollis just fucking loves her. She's just like, hell yeah, this is my super serious girl. She's going to break my impulsive streak. She's keeping my head on my shoulders, like whatever. And dad does not like her. Dad is not interested in this woman at all by any means. Yeah. Both mom and dad hate yeah. this poor woman mostly because she is a lot like his mother so like mom because like you hate like everyone again because we, like we've said mom has so much like internalized you know misogyny and also hollis kind of hits the nail on the head later on she's used to being yeah. the smartest woman in the room being the smartest person in the room to be honest mm-hmm. and she is threatened by her so she doesn't like her yeah. because of that and then dad of course doesn't like her because it reminds him too much of his ex-wife <laughs> like you know right like it's his ex for a reason so yeah they both like hate her and i will say this chapter really gave me a new perspective on hollis Yes. It's probably the most that I have liked him this entire book yes. so far. Do I still think he's like a little like flighty and it's a little unfair that he got to have a childhood and then go off to Europe when Auden didn't get that? Yes. yes. But I also like really quite liked Hollis this chapter and respected him. Same. And I, I think he is genuinely a good bro- like big brother. Like the conversation he has with Auden at the end of the chapter, which we'll get into here in a minute, like really did kind of make me respect him. Yeah. Yeah. He He is – I did really like him. And he's, like, much yeah. more aware than I thought he was going to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's got his finger on the pulse for sure. So, yeah, then Heidi's trying to, like, smooth it over. She's like, it's her first time meeting us. Like, she's probably nervous. And he's like, she's not – dad's like, she's not nervous, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's just kind of being, like, really judgmental and rude, like, right away. Um, But then – Eli and Auden are together and Auden's kind of like he's Eli's like so you don't like her and she's like well I didn't say that and he's like well you don't really have to (laughs) basically (laughs) um and you know she's like it's just she's really different from all the other girls Hollis has dated and Eli's like well he he didn't want to marry any of those other girls and he's like well she's like no and he's like, but this girl he's serious about. And he says, so it seems to me it doesn't matter what you or your mom or dad think. Relationships don't always make sense, especially from the outside. Bingo. And, yeah. <laughs> Eli Bingo. is so wise, like beyond really his is. years. And I love he when really he kind is. of puts on it in her place. Like she needs to hear these things sometimes, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. It's getting dark out so much earlier now. I know. 
That's crazy. Isn't it wild? At least the weather is finally like pleasant though. So I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Until we get to Orlando on Thursday. Oh my God. I know. And then it's just going to be miserable and hot again. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So basically Eli just calls her out on his, on her shit. And she's like, why does he's like, maybe give this relationship a chance. Maybe give her a chance. Like maybe you just don't know her. Can, could that be a possibility? <laughs> we get a lot of like little scenes in this chapter. So now we're jumping over where I Clementines and Maggie is like, I don't want you hurting Eli. So make sure that doesn't happen because I saw how you were with Jake and I don't want you to be like that with Eli, which is like kind of unfair. Right. Honestly. Totally. <laughs> like this is obviously different. She spends most of her time with Eli. They yeah. are obvious like, and Jake, she just saw him at the thing had like a freak moment where she was like, I got to do something. That's not me. And then regretted right. it instantly. And Jake is a douchebag. What? Yeah. Which Maggie of all people should know. But yeah, like right. I like that she just assumes that this is something Auden does. When again, both Maggie and Auden are very misled about each other in these chapters. Yeah. Like Auden's acting like I've never seen Maggie be multifaceted before. You have, and then right. with Maggie, it's like she told you exactly what happened there and exactly why she did it. And now you know her, and you know that she like doesn't know how to be a teenager. And she's clearly learning how to be one now. So why would you think that this situation is the same as the situation with Jake? So I did think some of this conversation was a little unfair of Maggie. But I also understand that, like, she clearly loves and respects Eli and has known him for a long time and knows that he's been through things. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, this did kind of remind me of the scene where Morgan and um, Isabel come to the defense of Norman uh, with yes. Coley and they're kind of like that's our boy like don't you be Shaden our boy Norman he's great so it kind of reminded me a little bit of those kind of like sisterly protective vibes but then Maggie does also state like the reason that she's having this conversation is because that's what friends do and so Auden's like well you know I guess he's lucky he has you as a friend I mean and she goes I wasn't talking about Eli and she's like Auden is, is you know obviously confused and she's like what and so Maggie says, we're friends, she said, moving her hand back and forth between us. And friends are honest with each other, even if the truth hurts, right? Which I do love that mm-hmm. they're officially, like, Maggie recognizes Adam as a friend. That's yes. great. And also, like, I do think that is very true. Like, I think that friends should be there to give you the hard, honest truth sometimes. And so, yeah. So I like that she's coming out of this conversation because she is friends with Auden. And she's like, hey – see what she did with Jake. Again, I don't think Maggie is right at all. And I think she's being a little unfair to Auden here, but I was like, Oh, like I do, I do think that there is a kernel of truth to that, that like if you're friends with someone and they're doing something shitty to someone, potentially like you should tell them. (laughs) Yeah. And so then Hollis shows up at um, Clementine's and he's like, Hey, like I want to take you out to lunch. They're going to last chance. Of course. Um, and yeah, like Maggie and Auden's like, oh, I can't really go. Like, I can't do this. And Maggie's like, will you just go? Just go. You can stay late tonight. Like, just go. So she says, where's Laura? She doesn't like onion rings. And he says she loves them. But she has work to do. She's applying for a grant for the spring and has some essays to write for it. 
So already she's better than their mom because their mom, as we know, when we got dead in the last chance. So I was like, respect for you, Laura. (laughs) Yeah. Holla, big time respect. And then I love that Auden's like, wow, she sounds like the driven one. And he's like, no kidding. She's unstoppable. Like, oh, he's so proud of his girl. Honestly, I'm telling you, Hollis. Hollis is so like likable in this chapter. (laughs) He really is. He's like the golden retriever to her like Wednesday Adams. And I love that. Yes. I love that. So then this is when Auden's like, you should have heard mom. Like she was not really into Laura at all. And Hollis is like, well, yeah, because she's jealous. And Auden's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, come on, Odd, you know mom's used to being the smartest woman in the room. It's her thing. She kept pulling me aside, telling me I was making a mistake, that I was too serious about Laura too quickly. Like, I'm going to take relationship advice from her with that grad student lurking outside, sleeping in his car like some kind of stalker. Oh, snap. (laughs) Yeah. So then we find out uh, mom has ditched the grad student because he wanted, like, a relationship. And she was like, no. And now he just, like, hangs out outside their house. It's very strange. so disturbing. (laughs) Very disturbing. Uh, Don't like that. Mm, Don't like that at all. Mm Mm-mm. And, yeah, Hollis basically is like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, Mom, she's done this before. And this is the first time that Auden's really picked up on it. So she's like, shit, no, I didn't know that. But, of course, has to act to him like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And so, yeah, this is definitely, like you said, like, where we kind of see that Hollis – knows things like he's way more aware of these family dynamics than we thought he was like I thought he was like I'm just floating around Europe living my best life and it's like no he had to get away from these people because he realized they were toxic like he made the right decision and he kind of says that to Auden like he's like I'm so happy you came here like I'm so happy like if not you'd have been stuck with mom and been filling her wine glasses at these little soirees that she has where she thinks she's better than everyone. And you'd be studying for classes that haven't even started. Like, I'm happy to see you here having a life, having friends. And it's like, yes, Hollis, stand yes. straight. Yes, exactly. I love I, – he is so great in this chapter. I also like this line at the bottom of 238 when, again, like all these, like, realizations Auden's kind of having about her family – And she says, again, I was speechless. What do you do when you finally hear everything you've always thought said aloud? And it's like, yeah, like these are all things Mm -hmm. that's like, yeah, she kind of, but they don't talk about it. You know, of course, like like Mm -hmm. she said, her family's not sentimental. Like these aren't the kind of things her family talks about. And to finally hear these things that she's noticed about her family said aloud and be like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like he sees it too. Like we are, we're in this together and it's, it's this weird kind of bonding thing, but also I would imagine very difficult for her because it's like when she's just thinking it to herself, she can ignore it. But now it's been said aloud and it's like, Oh, I have to reckon with these things. I have to reckon with the fact that like our family's hella toxic. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, moving into an adulthood relationship with your siblings you get to talk about stuff like this and you're like yes yeah exactly exactly (laughs) not crazy (laughs) so then they roll up to the bike shop adam and wallace are outside talking about naming the bike shop they still have a bunch of terrible names hollis is like okay well i guess i like a couple of them and (laughs) This whole time, Auden is, like, pretty distracted because Eli has just brought a little pink bike with training wheels out to the front of the store. And he's helping 
this little girl learn how to ride or get confident on a bike while her parents mm. are there and Auden's just heart is just melting right here she's Which, it's melting yeah. I agree. For some odd reason, the fact that Eli is so freaking good with kids is just really endearing, and I don't know it really why. <laughs> it really is. It really, it really is. is. He's just such a little sweetie. He just cares yes. so much. And I yeah, love that. Yeah, he is a little sweetie. He's just like such a good guy, and I respect that. He really is. He's sort of like the antithesis. It's very interesting. So Hollis has kind of gone for someone that's exactly like his mom. Again, not exactly because I think Laura is not as snooty, tooty, and pretentious probably as his mother is. But I love that in a weird way they're kind of showing that Eli is the exact antithesis of her dad. Like he is nothing like her dad. Like he instantly is jumping in, swaddling a baby. He knows how to handle kids. He's good with kids. He just goes out of his way to be a good, decent person. It's never about him. And it's Mm -hmm. like that is the exact opposite of her father. And so I just think it's very interesting. And I'm certain done on purpose because Sarah is a genius that she was like, oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if Hollis goes for someone that is just like their mom or at least on surface level is just like their mom. And then I have Auden with someone who could not be further away from her father. Yeah. It feels like the only way Laura is like their mom is that she wears all black and she's like serious about academics. Yeah, but, but like, I'm certain she's probably, like, vastly different in every right. other, like, capacity, you know? Like, she had to have run into Hollis somewhere that Hollis would have been in Europe, you know? Right. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think she, like, I don't think she takes herself so seriously, as opposed to I think their mother takes herself very seriously and thinks yes. that she is the cat's meow. And I don't get yes. that vibe off of Laura. No. No, me either. But then they get to the last chance, and then this is where um, Eli ha- – not Eli. Hollis has that conversation with her where he's like, I'm really proud of you for getting out here. You seem a lot happier. You seem just better. She's He's like, you know, I'm happy that you're not just being like a miniature adult, basically. Yeah. And then he says, you know, it's not too late. And she says, too late for what? He says, to learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> everyone's mm. on her about the bike <laughs> yeah um she's convinced that she did know how to ride a bike and he's like no you don't so that's that's where we leave off with our with our little babies oh our little babies i'm so proud of them i'm proud of hollis i'm proud of auden for growing as a person i'm proud of eli every day for just being the cute little sweetie that he is me I too Karen. i love heidi i love our multifaceted queen maggie yes i love, I love them it. all i love them all i just want the best for all of them except for auden's dad he can fuck right off <laughs> right he should just go be alone somewhere because that's yeah, what he deserves forever and yeah exactly yeah. i could not agree more well, everyone, thanks for coming to hang out with us on Tuesday. Dustin Tuesdays. We need to think of a catchier name for that. I don't know. We'll think of something. But <laughs> it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I'm very excited, like I said, to continue reading this one. I just, I left off and I was like, more, more. I need more. My little babies, they're growing. They're they're developing as people and I'm so proud of them. I know. Um, yeah. So we'll be back on Thursday for Chaos. 
And then if chaos is not your cup of tea, which I don't know why it wouldn't be, but if it isn't, we'll be back next week to talk more along for the ride. So please join us for that ride. And if you <laughs> have never learned how to ride a bike, I keep here and it's not too late. So this could be your next Yeah. Time. So do it. <laughs> do do it. it. Now's the time. <laughs> but uh, as always, take care of yourselves. We love you all dearly. And we'll chat real, real soon. Come we'll back on Thursday soon. for some Sophie Turner, Joe Jonas goodness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bye. Bye.